Hello and welcome to the Get Off My Hello. Back podcast. <laughs> I'm your host Adam. I'm your other host Ryan. Maybe that's my thing now, Adam. Maybe I can just interrupt you every week. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I find it a little bit a little bit offensive, but it's it's fine. Uh, you've got right. You've got a new onesie. <laughs> right, straight into that, is it? I mean, it's well, it's not a it's not a onesie, Adam. It's a it's an it's an hoodie or hoodie. Oh. I don't know. I don't know how you say it. It's just like a a massive hoodie with. Um, fluff inside it, basically. Oh, it's looking good, Ryan. It's looking good. How's your How's your backlog been, Adam? <laughs> My backlog. It's been a bit of a busy week at work. I've been pushing through like just uh, one one feature, trying to make it nice um, for a demo that that went and wasn't demoed at. So I felt a bit lied to. But what about you, Ryan? Oh, my backlog has been non-stop, Adam. <laughs> I haven't stopped. I've been working a lot on emails this week. Oh yeah, they just—it's just—they just make me really sad to work on, you know, because there's just not really nice tools to do emails. I find. No, it's the, the, the like sending and receiving of emails, like making sure the emails you sent are received correctly, is also quite painful. I'm led to believe. I'm—I don't have a problem with that. Oh, no. Because okay. I would just use um, AWS to send emails, right? And, and that works fine for you. Yeah, and I just use the Laravel framework for sending. Yeah. But just like the templates of the emails, how they look, how they mm. are perceived. <laughs> Making them responsive. Yeah, but also there's just like so much involved with sending emails to all the different clients and stuff. And they all interpret things slightly... Just like it's just like it's just a big, big mess to make, you know. I have I've been using Maisel, I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's like a tailwind kind of framework for email. Oh, I think we've mentioned it before, yeah, okay. Have yeah. I? Um yes, yeah, so you can send you can write your emails as HTML and then it will produce a template for you that should work in major email clients, right? Yeah. Um but you can't it's it's not perfect, I don't think. You don't really have it within your application. It's still kind of a bit separate. I think you can have it within and run it as part of your build process, but um, I, I I think that's not the you know, best practice to do. And I think you still have to do it separately and import it in. So it's you know it's not it's not great. You don't um, want to be faffing around with that for every like promotional email you want to send out. Yeah, I I don't know why there isn't like a really easy way to do emails. There's probably Maybe, sure, surely there's like. A, Maybe there is, and I don't know about it, but... Yeah. There must be one named at marketing departments. Yeah, I mean, I I know you could just use, like, MailChimp or something, and you could have mm. your templates and stuff like that, and they're probably... But you want your transactional emails to look good, too. I don't know. It's it's all just, like... <laughs> I, I, I don't like doing it. It makes me sad. End off. Yeah. <laughs> so last week, we learned about who I am. Mm. This week, I want to know, who are you? Turning the tables. Yeah. Under the microscope. So tell me, Adam, who are you, <laughs> and what do you do? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna tell you, like, who am I in a? How did I become techie sense? Right. Okay. Uh, so I mean, starting out, um, I grew up. I had. I you didn't mention this in your essay, but I had my own computer. My essay. My right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your treatise. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
so I grew up, I can't quite remember, probably around the age of eight or something like that. I can't, I have terrible memory at an early age, but I did have my own computer, I have my own desk and monitor and things like that. Right. Um, but I was not like you. I was not like curious about techie things. I was quite scared of the internet. I certainly wouldn't be like talking to other people or doing anything <laughs> like that. I, well, so even, it, even though you had your own computer in your room, mm. you weren't very into it. No, I will. I I just played a lot of games. Right. I, my, okay. So my just for the gaming me, side. Yeah, that they gave me their old like disc games and things that they played before I was born. Yeah. Uh, in their happy life, uh, mm. and then I just that's what I that's what I contented myself with. I would never, never even thought of, you know, looking at the internet, doing websites or anything like that. Is I was it... like that at the start as well, my dad. I I wasn't just straight on the internet, straight on to talking to other people. <laughs> I had a bit of a period like that as well with yeah. like the game side of things. But yeah. I, and it's interesting because I had um, a listener message me oh, yeah. um, and they said that uh, they it's interesting for them because when they were growing up, they didn't have a computer, they didn't have internet. And even with just you and me, it's very different, I find. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there was ever a point where it was impressive that we got internet or anything like. That. I mean, I don't remember ever having dial up or anything like that. I mean, mm, I did. We must have done at some point. I mean, I don't know when the dates of these things are, but probably I just can't remember it. But it was just, it was always just there was internet, and if I wanted to, I could Google something. There's always internet. I I remember mm. I was only allowed five minutes of internet a day uh, oh. when we when we first had internet. Um, <laughs> And um, imagine that now, when I'm like 14 hours a day on the internet instead. It's it's a part of every every aspect of my life. <laughs> I just, yeah, I self-regulated. I mean, I played games, but I would never, ever touch multiplayer or anything like that. Never mm. even out of curiosity. Just very fearful of it. Why, why were you so scared then? I just, I'm quite a scared child. I don't know what the people on the other end are going to do. Yeah. You know? I think, I think uh, the internet is a bit scarier now, maybe, than it was at its start, I don't know. Because mm. I didn't I mean, feel it probably scared. wasn't that scary, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you might have just been a very sensitive child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also, I also never, like, I didn't have any, like, hobbies or particular interests in any, anything. <laughs> um, I was, there was nothing... I was, I was bland and dull as a child. Um, going into secondary school, um, I was, I was, like, I was really good at maths and physics, though. In my first few years of secondary school... I didn't revise for... I mean, I never did homework. I mean, I was quite lazy as a student as well, but I, I'd always go in and the tests, and I was always really good at them. So I thought that f when I was in secondary school, I thought, well, that's my calling, right? I'm going to become an academic. I'm going to do physics at university. I never thought of a job or anything like that. I just thought, well, I'm going to be, you know, some great physicist. And then a few years later, like year nine, when I was 14 or something like that, I started doing really badly. Uh, the, the fact that I didn't put any work or, you know, thought into any of these things really caught up to me. And I did badly at all of my subjects then. I I'd kind of, because I kind of like built my identity around, you know, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of, you know, look at me, Mr. Smart. And then it, it, it just like, I, I had nothing anymore and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just terrible at all things. Um, and this is around the time when you were like picking um, GCSEs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that I, I had two free P 
picks of what, what any subject I wanted to do for GCSE. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted. I had no idea. Um, I remember uh, chatting with my dad around that time at some point, and he was talking about you know what I wanted to be, um, and I had no idea. And he was he was saying that you know uh, he went into university to do to do dev stuff. He he studied computer science, and and I, I thought at the time that that was ridiculous. I could never see my <laughs> because my understanding of dev work then was as naive as it sounds actually ones and zeros right okay <laughs> i thought I developing something was using those two buttons on the keyboard and just writing one and zero <laughs> over and over again and you would have something in the end right because <laughs> i remember i thought the way video games worked were developers would guess at where the player would be at any one time and if they pressed a button while they were in that position they would code what happened for okay. every possible position that a player could be in and how the world could act. Mm. I, I find this quite quite believable as well, because I think a lot of people would, they kind of see computer science as a bit of a mystery. Like, mm. it's just like, it's too complicated to understand. Yeah. It's, and I it's think, not really, but... Yeah, the, 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 the whole ones and zeros thing is how everybody describes computers, right? They're just like mm. one. So it's easy to actually take that to heart and actually believe that's what developing is yeah yeah um i mean of course i suppose it was back in the old days right back in punch cards um mm. yeah so so i i threw that out um but came to the conclusion that what i wanted to do was robots right <laughs> <laughs> and i i've no idea how i came to this conclusion but i thought oh my god what i want to do build robots mm -hmm. and so i ended up doing electronics and computing at GCSE, um, which is which was then the turning point, right? Choosing computing, which is before then, I, as it was like in your school, it was just IT. Throughout my like primary school, we had we had like a computer room at primary school. The only reason we used it was to go in there and write blogs on a Word document. Every week, we'd write another page of a blog on a Word document. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I don't remember doing things like that, but I remember doing pointless things in Word and Excel. <laughs> yeah, and we'd, and back in you know secondary school, even then, you'd be like using a publisher document to make a poster for something. I think mm. I I actually rem I remember that it was the Lankra lunchbox. We had to right. make a flyer for a a coffee shop called the Lankra lunchbox. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> uh, but that that was it. That was our assessment in like year eight or something. Yeah, uh, it was all pointless. So I I'd never th thought anything about it. Um, but we'd started to do Scratch. Um, at GCSE, which is uh, for, if you're not like aware of it, it's it's just like a drag and drop, um, coding thing where you you drag your ifs and and your variables and things, and you get a little cat sprite effectively to move on a screen. Um, and I really loved this. This is where I found I found the thing I was good at again, and so I got I got really really into it. I I went home and I'd be because you, you could um, access this website from the from the internet, and I would I I remember I I had a little silver USB stick that I'd take take home and plug into my computer, and I, I'd make these like scratch games and bring it to school the next day. 
uh and i remember i remember one of them uh, i'd like spent ages on this um like puzzle game and i designed little ball sprites and you had to go around little levels and i made loads of levels and there's a menu screen and you could like buy different ball icons and they had like special powers and things like that i spent just an absurd amount of time on this one game um but it was a thing i was good at then i was like in in the class people would turn to me and go oh adam how do i solve this is there like any actual programming in scratch or is it just like the the kind of the logic blocks you move around to 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 do things as you want them or I mean, is there programming by, involved if you mean programming by typing out yeah like syntax, is is there code no. there's no, no code okay well but it is code though it's you just don't yes. type it out yes it's kind of visual programming I yeah guess. and i think i i'm a big proponent of scratch i think it taught me it teaches you loops uh it teaches you um you know if statements you do variables you know the difference between scoped and global variables you can it, there's like so much in there that you don't realize you're learning and that really set the foundation of me because it was i think it was also kind of creative as well it allowed me to like go home and, and do fun things i had an idea for what i a little game i wanted to make for my friends and something and i'd go and do it mm-hmm. um so that that really sent something off in me um and it's this thing i yeah it's the thing i was good at which i think i just grab if when i find something i'm good at i i tend to gravitate towards it rather than the other way around i don't like something and then become good at it yeah um, it it surprises me adam that you weren't into kind of computing and stuff from a young age because from my understanding you come from a very agile family <laughs> yeah we're quite right? techy yeah. yeah yeah um and they're they're huge like fans of agile in your family i know that so it surprises me that you weren't like that kind of from a young age as well um no i mean i knew my dad did the kind of like techy stuff i knew it was like you know as it did the dev stuff when he was um younger going through university but it, i just yeah i say I, I, I didn't understand what dev was and i never really cared to understand either i just thought it was something really complicated and i wouldn't wouldn't get it um so yeah it, it was only when i started doing this stuff at school that i saw actually this is kind of fun and this is like so i was 14 15 around this time um and then so we moved on to a little bit of python um and i i think i showed you a little extract of what i made so that i was like 2016 i made uh just a little uh like a gambling game and i i i gave <laughs> i showed it to ryan a couple of screenshots from it and it is horrendous it's like four 500 lines long and it is just every it does the stereotypical thing of every different possibility i do an if statement <laughs> Mm-hmm. and check if the dice looks like this or the dice looks like this that's um, how you start out though isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah no it's just it's, it's fun to look back on that and then i my big project around this time so this was like leading up to the start of gcse's um and i was really terrible at languages like you ryan i also did german at um gcse i was really really bad at it however <laughs> right and part of it was you had to learn uh, uh, by rote uh, just this, par- these, these several paragraphs of text that you had to write down. 
and so is, it, is is that how you used to learn languages was it <laughs> no for the, the one aspect of the the assessment was that you had to like write down a huge amount of text yeah but like well, i say huge amount like just from your head though hmm yeah but i wrote it down beforehand and as and i was going to learn it to write it down in, in oh you learned it to write it down rather than understand yeah. the language i see <laughs> <laughs> so instead of learning that paragraph that i'd written I wrote a program to help me teach, to, to teach me the paragraph. So you'd, this, so this was in Python now, because I'd, I kind of learnt um, file management and string manipulation, which is, you can't really do with Scratch. So mm-hmm. now there was an, a, an amount of permanence to my programs. And so you give it this, all your group of text that you want to learn. And like the, I think, apps do these kind of things today we just like gives you the first sentence and then makes you write it and then the second sentence and makes you write it and puts them together and so on and then so this was the first thing that i ever actually sent out to other people i'd i spent time making it and and actually compiled it into an exe which was right. no mean feat because this was <laughs> like a python program which which is interpreted right so i had to find some dodgy piece of software on the internet that would compile together the Python interpreter as well as the code that I'd written. And then I remember I zipped it all up and I sent it in an email to everybody in my year. (laughs) (laughs) Along with the title, like, oh, some people had asked me for this. Uh, So here it is, which, which was a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody had asked me for it. I just wanted uh, people to see what I'd written. That's really interesting, Adam. You, you could have sold that, made, made millions. Yeah, I could have done it, and it's, it's interesting as well because I, you, you'd by this time were had done all the front end stuff, and I'd never, never done any kind of, uh, maybe a bit of HTML, CSS in like a, a a lesson at some point, but never anything really front end. I was I was all like back end scripting kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was I was I it. was definitely the opposite, all HTML, mm. CSS with like a, a bit of PHP. You know? Yeah, so this was just like a terminal program. You'd run it and it'd open the CMD in Windows. I was scared of the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still a bit scared of it today. <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that's quite interesting. Um, but yeah, that was so that's the first thing I've ever released, so to speak, to people. Um, I, I'd only, I remember one person telling me after the fact uh that they they actually used it and it it helped them a lot uh i don't know if that was just flattery but i'll accept it and I, that's my first user that was like the first big project and that was kind of memorable to me um but uh so after that it was we moved on to a level and this is that's this is where i first got actually good at things um i got a really good teacher uh, before then we we didn't have we had teachers that just kind of moved into tech as like a they wanted to do teaching but here's a it subject for you um but then i had this teacher for a level who was like a retired dev proper you know knew what he was talking about which was which is brilliant so um he taught me an, an awful lot um we were doing vb vb.net or something like that but you know same yeah and and that that was the the first time i had actually done graphical stuff then with vb with dragging boxes around mm-hmm. um and i also got like this this group of friends at the time who were also quite techy and devy uh which i was really lucky with they, they taught me loads of uh they taught me loads of things they got 
uh, one of them had his own like git server that he was running so i was taught yeah i I was shown (laughs) git by these people like proper programming practice one of them had actually like you know had experience working as a dev and things like that um so that was kind of the turning point for becoming actually competent at knowing what i'm doing Mm, that's interesting yeah i think i value i value that more than i think any like educational strict things is just learning from friends and things who know what they're talking about i can give you pointers which i thought was very useful i had Um, nothing in school like as as a as in a friend group who mm. were into programming into kind of the software world, I had nothing like that, and I think that would have been really useful. I mean, I did have kind of my online friends, right? But yeah. I, you know, you don't get the kind of same experience, I guess. And what the kind of programming I was doing was much more amateur than I think you were learning from your friends, um, possibly because of the time difference, right? Yeah, I was th- things were still a bit kind of settling in when I was getting into things, but things had yeah, settled that... a bit more by the time you were getting into them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, n- not to speak uh, to, about these people too much, but they were, I really, they were really incredible to me at the, at the time. They were just so, Aww. so amazing. <laughs> uh, just, just their their knowledge and understanding is is, is awesome. I really, uh, I think I think it was like the most valuable. So I wouldn't have been the same at university without that kind of experience that's very uh, sweet adam no i i, I really value their <laughs> uh, their time right okay um, but and so that i the work in the, the projects at the time so i did this thing with vb i was making this tic-tac-toe game mm-hmm. um so this was my first gooey project and it was quite funny it was it was tic-tac-toe in a square and then it was so if you imagine a tic-tac-toe board it's got nine squares each of those squares inside it was its own tic-tac-toe game. So you win one right. game, you get an outer square. Um, and I remember I uh, spent ages on that. I, as, I, as I tend to do, I kind of find a project and just spend ages trying to make it awesome. Um, and I remember I even tried to make multiplayer work on it by using the school's um, like file system like their, their file server <laughs> so i tried to get multiplayer working by saving a file to a directory and having the other client read that file from that directory and show it on screen right okay <laughs> you were doing some advanced stuff adam well it, it sounds advanced it never really worked due to complications with apparently something how windows handles files on a server or something like that i, I never really understood it um <laughs> But yeah, and then after that, I made for my um, A-level project, um, I went back to Python because I didn't quite like uh, the, the the GUI setup of VB. Also, I was a little bit um, against VB just just because like in the mainstream, it, it's it's seen poorly. Yeah, on, on uh, moral grounds. Yeah, yeah which, which, <laughs> which I think is probably unfair. I think it's probably a, a very reasonable language, but you know. So you learned quite a lot in school then, it seems. Yeah. I, I don't it, think that I did. No, I, I, all my learning was done. I mean, it was mostly down to like my friend group and things like that. I was also really lucky in the summer uh, between um, sixth form. I did a couple uh, like internship experiences, um, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks each. And that was really useful to me as well. I, I was really lucky. I, 
my dad knew someone um who uh helped me along they, we had, i spent a week with him in london just like uh teaching me devops and uh just like basic um, coding things how to code with other devs and then through that i met this other company um which was really good it was, it was really valuable and i think it's, it's a one it's one thing to code by yourself and it, it's another thing to be around other people that are also doing this day to day and getting their like experiences and hours that was really useful to me because i was like what 17 16 17 at the time um being around people that did this full time was really it was really awesome i think that that was really good that's hugely valuable to have at such a young age to have that kind of experience um, yeah, so a lot really of lucky. a lot of people won't have that even you know leave in university they might not have had such an mm. experience you know so yeah. to have that at kind of th- those those few years um in front of everyone else of having that experience is is really useful i'd say yeah so yeah. What, what what type of things did you work on when you were there uh so it, the, 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 the the second company they did like um block so this was it shows how recent it was that they, they were working on the blockchain mm-hmm. so i was coding on ethereum uh using language called solidity or something like that right um which was which is uh, that that was the first time i saw languages as less problematic before then i th- thought languages were you you learn a language and you stuck with it but they used so many different languages at this company uh, there was i did some go I, there was some JavaScript, there was some Solidity, which was all in like a two-week period, and I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking to these people, and they were like, yeah, just, you you don't need to learn a language or anything like that. Just, if you understand the basics, someone will help you. There'll be an internet article somewhere on Stack Overflow, on the documentation, and it will take you from there. Yeah, it's a fairly popular opinion, I think, that people think you should learn a language and then like use it <laughs> right which yeah. it, it makes sense but once you've learned your first language they're basically all the same uh, they all do the same type of thing right so you yeah. should be able to kind of switch between languages fairly easily yeah and i think yeah i, th- I think that's really useful to teach me that and um i think i've got better over the years as well of getting just asking for help as well I used to kind of sit on my problems, but, hmm. you know, but if there's a good friend or, you know, just someone working next to you, I've become much better at just saying, hello, <laughs> can you help me with this, please? So were you kind of a, a shy software engineer, like the, the typical introverted nerd, <laughs> or I mean, were you yeah. a bit more kind of outspoken? Because <laughs> I, I know you to be a bit more talkative than, uh, yes. uh, <laughs> than say some software engineers would be <laughs> uh, at this i remember so at this company i incredibly shy i would um sit at my desk and eat lunch i'd like go out by myself to like a tesco and, and no one else no one else would do this and there uh, it's like at the end of one of the, one of the weeks they were like do you want to come out to the balcony with the rest of us <laughs> uh i was yeah i was incredibly awkward and shy um I think that changed really only just coming to university. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've always felt kind of um, inferior to the people around me. Uh, and so I'd kind of just uh, keep my head down and wouldn't say anything. 
Yeah, I think that's a, a normal software engineering opinion to have of yourself, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, but I've, I've kind of grown in confidence. Now, when I was kicked out the nest, um, I kind of grew in confidence a little bit, I think. Hmm. So, okay, so after your kind of summer placements you were doing, then you mm-hmm. would go into university, right? Yeah. So how is it you settled on the one that you eventually went to? So this this was me and my dad... We spent ages. We went on road trips. We went round all like fifteen, maybe twenty universities. All their open Christ. days. It was just me and him. We went up. We had a, he had a little car, and we drove all the way. I think the furthest we got was Sheffield. That's probably the furthest we drove. Um, and we'd go to the open days, and it was like really, really helpful for me because obviously my dad, you know, he's worked as a dev for quite a while, and even when he's not working as a dev, he's working with devs. Um, so he, he really knew what he was talking about and had a lot of um, really valuable questions and insights into what you should ask people at these open days. Um, so yeah, I went to loads of them and there was, in the end, there was two that stood out, Cardiff and another one. And it was, we went back another two times. So I, I've been three times to Cardiff and three times to the other one. Then three it, times? Yeah. <laughs> I we we really scoped these out, which was and I suppose again, it's important. <laughs> it, the amount I've learned by just uh, sponging from other people, from my friends, from like colleagues I'd have, particularly from my dad. I you know he'd been he was like he's so brilliant and he, he knows all these things um, and he's been in on it for ages. And it's so useful. Um, yeah, it, I was in, I've been incredibly lucky with how I am. Uh, the, the how I grew up and how I uh, got to where I am because because of the friends because of the opportunities I've I've been having this the school I went to was great all my teachers were were brilliant uh, cannot relate my father as well <laughs> yeah no it's it's <laughs> I feel bad because it's 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 unfair uh the kind of the hand I've been given by you know whatever well that's the hand you got Adam just gotta <laughs> accept it you know yeah no, it's <laughs> Yeah, and so I ended up with Cardiff, which I I stand behind as a good choice. Um, I think uh, a lot of the computer science courses, and I won't, I could go on about the universities we went to. Some of them were quite shocking, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of computer science courses which are a bit um, theoretical, and that's that really isn't me. Despite what I thought back at the beginning of this story, thinking I'm like really academic. I'm I'm really not. I'm I'm much much prefer the hands-on um interactive doing things. That's how I'm much better at learning. Mhm. Um so doing like a software engineering course and the people at Cardiff seem pretty good. Um Yeah, cuz when, yeah. when when I was shopping around so to speak, um I <laughs> I found the Cardiff was the only one that kind of had the feeling of you're a part of a community. I didn't really okay. feel feel that in the other universities. It was just kind of, you're a student, this is university, <laughs> we're, we're going to teach you X, Y, Z. But I feel like yeah. in Cardiff, it kind of had that feeling of you're a part of something, right? Especially because we yeah. were kind of separate because we were a part of the National Software Academy. So we were a little bit separate to the other computer science students as well. We had like our own little family going on, right? It was nice. Yeah. I mean, I I think they should be paying us for for what we're saying at the moment. But yeah, mm. I think I think the because a, a lot of what um, 
there was like some key questions every, every single time we went to university uh the questions we'd ask we'd ask about if they're understanding like particular paradigms um uh, we'd ask about to see if they you know knew what their those kind of things were um whether they how they spoke to their lecturers if they're on like a first name basis if they spoke to them outside of uni um they, those were all like really important questions that Cardiff did really well on yeah um, so yeah i'm quite happy with the university choice mm-hmm. i made so i think it's quite interesting the differences between us um you started out much earlier you start you know what was it 11 years old that you yeah. were starting out mm-hmm. doing this that would not have been me at 11 years old not at all so when did you start to really become into the kind of the agile side of things? Because I've always known you to be massively into agile, almost more than you are kind of the technical side of things. And all you've really told me about so far is the technical side. So probably around when I was working with these other companies, I got a glimpse into what daily stand-ups are, um, how you work as a team, how it's good that they're you don't understand when you're working by yourself, at least I didn't, that working as a team is much more difficult and more complex and harder to understand what other people are working on and how to integrate with that. Um, so I didn't really have a, a good um, basis of how that worked in the technical side of things. Uh, and when me and my dad went around all these universities, uh, we spent hours... <laughs> just on these car rides so i mean as context so when i say we go up to sheffield we live right on the south coast um or we did back then um so we'd have spin out me and my dad would just chat for hours about these kind of things so if it probably wasn't like a a single moment it was more you having that experience of working with other people plus all the yeah. conversations you had with your dad who is very into agile <laughs> right so yeah. that kind of just is probably the reason then that you ended up so into it <laughs> yeah right? it's kind of and my my parents are all both very well educated and they're very intelligent um, <laughs> much far more than i am far more than i am um and so that they and you notice it i talking with my dad he thinks quite analytically and the way he analyzes problems so i think i kind of picked up on that um over time and it's it's, it's just like a way of interacting with people and understanding problems really Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like you don't learn it as much as you kind of pick it up i think from h- how things are and how you talk to people and how you deal with problems so yeah yeah i mean yeah to pick it up with again just going like when we're looking around universities it's all like analyzing what success is uh, so what success is, is finding a good university and what is a good university so we'd we'd analyzed all the different aspects of what i think was a good university um, so the 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 course, the accommodation, the people, the lecturers, uh, the city that it's in, and we we wrote all these down on a big spreadsheet. I, <laughs> I, I took a notepad with me, um, and we then you you think of an algorithm. Effectively, each of these items are scored out of ten, but they have a multiplier. So the city that your university is in may not be as big a factor as the lecturers that teach the course. So there might be like a 5x multiplier on the lecturers. Well, I, I did not think this hardly, but when I was going to university, I went I, w- I went to Cardiff. I was like, yeah, I, I quite like it here. That was yeah, so basically have, the end of it. <laughs> I have an Excel spreadsheet where I've scored all the universities on all their, all these, all these things. And I've come up with a numerical answer 
uh, to how good I think these universities are in the right. end. Okay. So that's, it's not like a, a typically agile way of thinking about w- what you think about when you think of agile, but it's just about like measuring what success is and understanding how you can get there effectively. It's all right. about numbers, really. Yeah, okay. Because I, I suppose you've kind of been around that way of thinking with your dad and you've you've kind of seen agile like methodologies and agile thinking as just a part of uh, being a developer, right? Uh yeah, particularly I think from the the way I work with these other companies and things like that. I mean there's always but there's always a process. Even when I I mean I did like a stint with uh, Sunseeker is like on on the factory met, putting the electronics together because it's back when I thought I wanted to do robotics and the only the only like robotics like thing was this electronics thing you could do a two weeks thing at Sunseeker um, and but you know there's processes in factories I mean that's how Lean came about isn't it that's it started in a car factory in I think it's Toyota mm-hmm. um, so it's you know it is all about just how you use your time and how you work together as a team so it's all you know it's all there yeah. it's all out there in the world i think i think you've just been around him more because you know for mm. me i re- i really see not I mean, not so much now obviously but i've i've kind of always seen agile as being very separate to uh programming the the process very separate to product because i spent so much time right from 11 basically until i went to university where kind of all my thought process about it was, was, you know, programming is imperative. That's the important part yeah. of it. And I, I never really considered or thought about the process side, especially because I was working on things on my own. You know, I it, like process and agile. I was like, wasn't even a part of my brain. Uh, it was all about programming, all about the technical side. So I, I, I didn't have that kind of interlinked way of thinking with it like you do. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought that I had that either. Um, I think I you mean, do. really, all my all my learning of tech was just thinking about the technical side of things, learning how to. I mean, but I suppose learning how to use Git and things like that, and the DevOps, it's all it's all kind of interlinked with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it is because that my experience with working as a dev has even at the start been working with other people, even if it's on my own project. You know, I'm getting friends over to ask what they think. Um, you it's know, very agile of you. What they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. didn't have that, see, Adam. Mm. I'm 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 kind of jealous. <laughs> I want. Yeah, that. <laughs> I, was very, I was incredibly lucky. I was incredibly lucky with how it all worked out. Yeah, um, I think I think even now I'm a little bit like that. Like I I make things that I don't really want to show people. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. some kind of issue I need to bring up with a therapist. <laughs> I mean, even even when we're publishing last week's episode, I was always asking you for, for what you thought, your opinion on what I was saying. Yeah, I think I just have an issue with, with perfectionism and kind of wanting to, things to be perfect. But and mm. th- that really seeps into, you know, how I make software as well, <laughs> which is, is, is good and bad. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have, a, I have a problem with perfectionism. I mean, mm. I, I like to make things... I, I like to, like conform to a vision i have of what i want mm-hmm. but uh, i will just give up after a certain amount of time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what was your university experience like on the whole then because i i enjoyed it and i'm glad i went 
Yeah, and I think I take the same value out of it is the value of the university is the people I met. So you, for instance, have been really valuable. I'm um, highly valuable, Adam. <laughs> I, no, highly I mean sought that, after. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I look up to what you've been able to do, uh, like, you know, starting the company and things like that. I really look up to that. I think that's quite cool. Um, I wouldn't have done that at, at that age or, you know, e- even at this age, I'd be quite trepidatious about doing something like that. Mm. I think um, I think I'm I'm just less scared than you, I guess, of doing things. Mm. I'm I'm more scared internally, but I, I would not let it stop me from doing things. You know? Yeah. I kinda of feel that yeah. same fear, but I do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm becoming better at that. I used to be I mean I used to not go on the internet because I was scared <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a long way to go. But yeah, so I, I think university like lecturers that I've met have been really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, and also, um, just uh, like having being forcing myself out from my parents, being out into the own my own world, having to rely on myself. Um, that's I think yeah, the university experience has been, and this is not what I expected. This is not what I expected when I was writing those charts down. Um, you've got a pivot. You've got to <laughs> pivot, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I I think for me it's kind of the lecturers that can make or break your university experience right yeah so and in my brain right i've got a few standout lecturers who kind of change the way that i can fundamentally think about software yeah and then there's other lecturers who are just lecturers who kind of you know they have Mm. their slides that they read from and what have you but there's i've got some standard ones who have like changed how i think how I think about software, how I feel about it, how I kind of work now, even now, right? Um, yeah. And I'm hugely grateful for them. And they yeah. they, they might know who they are. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to shame the ones who <laughs> read from slides. That's cruel. But, <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> but the, the, there are some real standard ones in, in Cardiff um, who are fantastic lecturers, excellent software engineers, who I've learned so much from. Yeah, I think it's all about, and, and you know, I think the people, uh, the peers that, you know, here we got the other fellow students that you meet as well. I think that's really valuable. Um, yeah, I, think... I, I will say as well, Adam, I've, I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As well as trying to gun for. Not, no, but I, not, I think not to you make learn... you feel left out. <laughs> I think I learn much more from my peers than I do from a teacher or, a, you know, someone telling me things because, you can have more natural conversations. You talk outside of university more or, you know, school or anything like that. I think I learn more from people like that than I do from. Yeah. I, I think kind of the lectures are just kind of there as a guide, right? And they'll have the mm. topics that they'll bring to you, but then you can have conversations with lecturers. that are quite interesting. And, you know, they are highly qualified academics. So they, they know a lot about what they're talking about. Um, so it's, yeah. I think it's quite interesting to talk to them about things, and like you say, also your peers because you know you can you, you can learn a lot just by talking to each other. I I've learned a lot yeah. from you, um, and also there's kind of that like self teaching aspect as well to it. I think so. You know, they'll introduce yeah. a topic, and then you might go and look things up yourself a bit more then, um, which you might not have done on your own had you not been at university, right? You might not learn about certain things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, and I 
got uh, an internship with the company I'm working for now. I did that over the summer of years two and three. Uh, and that was, I th- again, I, I find just working and doing things really useful and like learning and getting better at things um, all, all the time. I'm just like, uh, even even at the moment, I'm, I'm asking questions to the, the people I'm working with about how things work, how to do things. And it's always, there's always things I, I've no idea about. And just, I think that is the, that's that's how I've learned everything that I've learned is just finding people near me and asking them questions. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a nice way of doing things. You know, mm. I I don't think I'm like that as a person, but I I like your style, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's in Adam's future? <laughs> what what are you kind of? What would you like to do in the future? What are your ambitions? I don't know. I mean, I know what I when I want to do like long, really long term in like um, thirty years or something like that. Thirty, Christ! <laughs> I wasn't thinking I, that far ahead, but okay. Well, because I I really valued um, a lot of the teachers that I had in secondary school mm-hmm. for all, not just uh, computer science, uh, physics, history, uh, maths. So many teachers I thought were like really good, and I so I, I want to when I'm out of the dev world i want to go and do like secondary school teaching right uh, which i think i've discussed with you before yes i knew that <laughs> kind of like that a, wasn't a shock as, to me but yeah just like as a as a, a give back kind of thing because i thought yeah that that whole experience to me was really valuable and i really liked it yeah it would um, have it would have been great for me to have had a teacher like that i think but mm. like in in anything really someone who's been there you know, not yeah. not even just in software engineering, um, is really useful as as a teacher to have. Yeah, and I, I felt I, I've been really lucky because that like a lot of the computer science teachers is kind of it's difficult to f- to find people that are experienced in dev work and don't want to do dev work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so. Well, yeah. I I won't be doing that, Adam. <laughs> That's not the life for me. <laughs> Yeah, but more more like short term, I think, you know, I want to kind of do my own thing a bit like what you've done, mm-hmm. um, have like a little side project or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I like the creativity of being able to work on my own project. Software engineering um, is very creative, I think. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that as well. I, I uh, like back in first year, some... Uh, just just someone outside of the course someone that i've met um was talking about like creativity and and being a creative person i think a lot of dev work is actually quite creative even if it's just like finding a solution to a problem it's all just like inventing a way around it yeah it's Um, all just problem solving right and people can hmm. see it as like a technical kind of subject and it obviously is technical but it's it's a bit of a combination you have to think creatively you can't just think you know logically about everything so yeah yeah it's, i find it very creative and i like it <laughs> yeah don't know why i said yeah, that, I think, <laughs> no i agree I, I think the creative aspect of it is part of the reason that i you know got into it is the like it's not maths where there's just i don't understand maths as a, a as a something you would do you go home there's a problem and you, and you solve it and it's it's done yeah it's not you, creative you know, as such yeah you, you go you go home and there's like okay i want to make a pac-man game mm-hmm. 
there's so many ways to do that. Yeah. You know. You, so it's just it, it's like a, a mixture between science and art. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. Even without front end, that's there's still kind of yeah, creative certainly. thinking involved. You know. Yeah, how you design things. I mean, they call it architecture, right? That's and that, that's <laughs> quite that, that's quite like an arty subject, isn't it? But it's, it's right, the same okay. kind of thing. You're designing the building of your. I suppose you are. Something. Yeah, you're right. Well, Adam, it was very interesting to talk to you. Thank you, Ryan. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy sharing my thoughts. Thank you for telling me about your life. Uh, you're my close friend, and <laughs> I hope you get all the things you want. <laughs> I look. I look forward to working with you in the future, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know if I if I want to do that, Adam. Oh, okay. You're a close friend, but not not that close. <laughs> this is the last episode of the podcast. We've worked together on things in the past, not always been successful. <laughs> Ah, oh, let's hope this podcast is a better, better successful record then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, much like we've learned one thing from your episode last week, which was just go and do it. I think what we've learned this week is just go and ask someone. Ask someone, speak to other people, meet yeah. new people, throw yourself yeah. into uncomfortable situations that would make you mm. talk to other people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd do that last part, but I should be. 